Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? I am ready. Let's go. Let's go to France. Francais. This week we are doing late. Oh, please, Christine, take it for us. Le Diabolique. Oh, I butchered it. Yes, you did. (laughs) The abusive headmaster at a boarding school for boys, I believe. Yes. Becomes the target of a murder plot. Okay, okay. Listeners, I know from time to time we say this about a movie, but this is on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Amazon Prime, you'll be able to watch it. And this is one of those movies that you should watch and not do any research about. Just just go ahead and watch it. You'll come back. We'll be here. You haven't listened to all of our episodes, so put on something else. Trust us because we're going to spoil us. us, but trust us. I did not know about Les Diaboliques. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it as well. Yes, you have to read subtitles, but you get into them and it's great. If you like Hitchcock, just do yourself a favor, Amazon Prime. We have warned you. So turn us off, watch it, talk to you later. Okay. And then then she takes a drink because that was her. Oh, no, it was my cue for the particulars. Particulars. Particularly. Also, this is one of our Gone with the Bushes after hours. After hours. And I'm trying to take the high pitch out of my voice this evening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Le Diabolique. The release in France was on January 29th, 1955, and it had a runtime of 114 minutes. In the United States, it was released November 21st, 1955, and had a runtime of 107 minutes. I neglected to look up the discrepancy in the runtime. Okay, that's why I was so confused about which one to watch. And I was like, are you kidding me? The one we have to watch is the one that's... Uh, the longer one <laughs> seven minutes longer does it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize felt like a lifetime <laughs> i'm just kidding it is directed and produced by henri georges clouseau he's a french filmmaker or french director screenwriter producer he is known for this thriller genre he also did The Murderer Lives at Number 21, The Wages of Fear, which we did the Ameri- an American version last week, Sorcerer. And he also did the documentary The Mystery of Picasso. The screenplay is by Henri Georges Clouseau and Jerome Geronimi, who also Henri, did... Henri. Oh, Henri... Henri, don't say the H. Henri, George. Um, Three years of French here, people. Who also did, wrote on the wages of fear, the grand maneuver, and la verte. Nerd alert, Jerome Geronimi 
is the pen name. That's the name. It, it's a it's a pen name for Jean okay. Clouseau. Henri Georges's brother. Well done. Yeah, I guess he didn't want to be. He's like, my wife's in the movie. My brother's working on the screenplay. Change your name, brother. We don't want this to. We don't want like nepotism to be a thing. It's based. We, <laughs> what? We don't want the Trump White House here. Ooh. <clears throat> Ooh, already. Well, f- less than five minutes, and we already got political. <laughs> it's based on the novel She Who Was No More, which was by the writing team Boulou. Narshak, and that was the pro- prolific French crime writing duo of Pierre Bonlou and Pierre Enrand. They uh-huh. did 43 novels, 100 short stories, and four plays. Nerd alert. Actually, I'll save this nerd alert for later. The music is fine. I probably will. The music is by Jorge. Uh, Jorge, like he. What is what's George in French? I see the S and I just think George's, and it's. Oh. You said it a minute ago. Henri Georges. Just go with it. <laughs> Von <laughs> Pari. George. <laughs> it's George. <laughs> that would be George. 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 Um, <laughs> oh, you say it like Z H O R S H. George. 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 Well, he was a French. Like you're drunk. Oh, okay. Well, you're he welcome. was a French film composer uh, of film scores and operettas. He also did Black and White, Girl on the Road, and Gold in the Street, to name a few. Oh. The director of photography is Armand Ferrard, who also did The Wages of Fear. Her, her nose goes up when she does the French name. Well, it, it, has, it has to. That's, that's how it is. Uh, Remorse and La Verte. Man. I, I apologize if Blair is listening to this. I hope Blair doesn't listen. Jeez. Although she might, it might just Should really like, amuse her. They are idiots. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, edited by Madeline Gug, who also did The Wage of Fe- Wages of Fear, Enough Rope, and A Woman in White. She was a pretty big time uh, French film editor. Female. So shout out, Madeline. Madeline. Okay, the cast is, we have Simone Zinor. Okay, and she played? Nicole Horner. Oh, Nicole. I I called her sunglasses. Yes, well, she is one of France's greatest film stars. And she was the second French person to win an Oscar. She won it for the film Room at the Top. She was also in Term of Trial and Ship of Fools, to name a few. Ship of Fools, I know that Mm -hmm. name. We need to do that. Nerd alert. She was born in Wiesbaden, Germany. Wiesbaden? Yes. And another nerd alert, uh, a woman by the name of Eunice Wayman 
took her first name and made it her last name, you might know her as Nina Simone. Oh, Nina Simone. Uh-huh. And we have Vera Clouseau, who she was the wife of Henri George. And she played Christina. She only made three films, but they were all directed by her husband. She was in Wages of Fear, which kind of nerd alert, because last week we did Sorcerer. And remember how in Sorcerer, um, the director Friedkin wanted Steve McQueen to play the part, but McQueen only would play the part if his girlfriend had the talent. Yeah. So, and and he's like, there's no role in this for a woman. Well, Henri, when he got... When, like, because he did it before Sorcerer, he created a part for his wife. So she was in Wages of Fear. And I thought that was funny because I was like, oh, damn. Guess Steve McQueen <laughs> didn't have as n- enough juice as he thought he did. And she was also in Les Epilons. Butchered that. Um, she also co wrote the screenplay for Henri George's La Verte. We have. And then we have Paul Marissi, who played Michael, or Michelle. 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 He was in over 60 films, including La Verte, which I kind of want to see because I found out it was a courtroom drama. So I'm like, ooh, Ooh. interesting. And Macadam and Marie October. He was in, like, tons of French films. He was known for being very versatile. He could be dapper, and he could also be very um, comedic and stuff. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And we have Charles Vanell, Alf- Charles Vanell, who played Alfred, who was um, the inspector. He was also in To Catch a Thief and also in The Wages of Fear and The Black Diamond. And those are the particulars. I did just get how to say it phonetically. Okay. It's so lay, L-A-Y. Mm-hmm. Lay. And then... D E E D U H B O W L Bowl 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 Not Bowl. What do you eat cereal out of? Bowl. Oh. Yes. And E E K. Diabolik. Yes. Diabolik. Well done. See, you can't do phonics if somebody tells you to. Well done, Christine. And then it says, you have a bowl. Bowl. It's a bowl. (laughs) We start with scary music through the credits. Oh, so, like, it starts scary, and then the scare factor goes up because children all of a sudden come in, like, children's voices, and they're not, it's not the Harlem, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not the Harlem Boys Choir. Did you guys watch the latest episode of Lovecraft Country? Yes. Because we went off of watching that to watch this (laughs) with the little kids. I was like, oh, man. Oh, you're talking... To, uh, okay. Oh, maybe it's last week with the yeah. little girl. Yeah. Yeah, that was creepy. That show was wild. <laughs> it's, so, yeah, those girls are scary. Wild. <clears throat> All little girls are scary. So, um, then there is um, some French written, and I had to rewind it a couple times to get the the um, English translation. I got it for a you. Pa- 
Okay. Mm, a painting is always quite moral when it is tragic and it presents the horror of the things it depicts. Yes. Hmm. Well, there's a reason for it. We'll, we'll circle back to it later. Then we have a French town with the little cobblestones and the narrow streets and the and the stucco buildings right next to the narrow streets. And a car drops a dude off and opens the gates at Del Salle Boarding School or thereabouts. And they unload the car and a bell rings and the boys run and there are lots of boys. And we see a woman in sunglasses. She dismisses the boys and says she hurt herself getting up when her colleagues ask what's wrong. Why does she have her sunglasses on? Uh, she hurt herself getting up. <clears throat> I just assumed, before she said that, I was just like, oh, wow. Teacher likes to partay. <laughs> I said, oh, wow. Somebody likes to beat up on sunglasses. She will, um, through the rest of this, be known as Sunglasses until I learn her name, which is Nicole. Yes. Simone mm -hmm. is the actress. Um, dude says uh, at four o'clock he heard screaming coming from her room. That was in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then another female teacher gets a gift from a student. Um, evidently, she is Hispanic. She is from Venezuela. Caracas. Yes. We find out later. Um, and a male teacher says they all need a vacation, which every teacher says at least three times every day to another teacher in a school. So Sunglasses has a black eye, and we see Michelle. Michelle. Not Michelle Mabel, but Michelle, the dude. I guess Senor, Senorita used to see Michelle and Sunglasses said it was fun for her. It was fun for her. Money. <laughs> My notes. Money. Okay. Hmm. Uh, there are two men talking, and we find out that the uh, woman from Caracas, whose name is Christine. No. Cree-cree. Uh -huh. He calls her Cree-cree some point um Ooh, aren't you glad that didn't take <laughs> i call her senorita through the rest of the movie um the legal okay. wife is consoling the mistress so so this is super france right off, i'm like wow we just went all right off the beat guess, at a little boy school yeah i guess hey stereotypes sometimes exist for a reason Senorita has recess duty and she has a heart condition. Well, Sunglasses takes her upstairs to see something and it is an apothecary bottle. And a little boy sees them with the apothecary bottle. A very small one, like a medicine bottle with a... Eyedropper. Eyedropper. I just automatically think that's liquid heroin because when it's black and white and it's an apothecary, I'm just like, obviously that is a, a super illicit drug that people don't even understand how powerful it is. Actually, when I was a little girl, 
we had a, a, an apothecary bottle, much like it. It was cobalt blue. And it it was for my ear canals flowed the wrong direction and I got really bad earaches. And so my the wrong direction. They did. And they, my mother would put up? it. May I can I'm speaking. <laughs> Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking now. Um and she would put it in the sink with warm water so it would be nice and warm. And she'd put those drops in my ears. It reminded me of that. It was a beautiful little blue bottle. And a man yells at the little, oh, no. A man says to the two women, what the hell are you two doing here? Oh, it's Michelle. Kiss me. Now, I knew when I wrote that. That, that was a very forceful kiss me. That was a very forceful. He forces a kiss on the senorita, his real wife, and that's when he called her Cree and she bites him. That's right, she does. Um, and he says a sick person should not worry about her looks, and she says I'm not sick, and somebody says she's fragile, and then he says she came from Caracas. Well, a little boy tells all of his friends that they drink that, and that is why they are always together. So I think the little boy that was upstairs and saw it says, yeah, I only see these two together and they're drinking. Starting rumors. There is a swimming pool. This was 55, a person, uh, I mean, a swimming pool at the school I thought was kind of well, fancy. Was it a, I wonder, I don't know that much about like, France and stuff to me I it looked like it had been and yeah like uh I imagine I haven't seen this show but I imagine like a Downton Abbey type place where like rich people a rich family lived and then and they had it was this big house and stuff and then obviously you know the war happened and deeds and titles change hands and so then they're running this big house right. as a school and so the pool was just part of like the house, but now it's a school. But, right. And then wasn't it, what's her name's dowry? We find that out well, later. Yeah. yeah. Senorita, yeah. as Ma has dubbed her. So um, there are two by the swimming pool. Little boy heard. But this swimming pool is not kept up. No, it's got moss and stuff. Oh, I mean, it's, it's just, got algae it, grown in it. It's a mosquito's paradise. Um, and so uh, the little boy, a little boy misses up and he's, they say no vacation for you. So they're pretty strict. And then we hear Senorita saying to Sunglasses, I can't, I didn't even have the courage to divorce him. And divorce is a deadly sin. And then Sunglasses says to her, and the knife you carried for a month, was that a deadly sin? Ooh. Ooh. So Sunglasses is saying, we'll never have a better opportunity. It's three days. This is a three-day weekend coming up. And Senorita says, don't you believe in hell? And she says, not since I was seven. Mm. Oh, there's that. Michelle keeps forcing Senorita to eat. And we have already seen the fishmonger bring in the fish. 
And evidently- Oh God, this scene disgusted me. Oh yeah. Oh, Christine God, doesn't like disgusting. fish. Oh my God, they're making her and all I kept thinking of when I was a child, I went next door to the neighbor's house and they made me eat green beans and they were like canned <laughs> kind of green beans. And that was exactly how I felt watching her eat this fish. It was it was disgusting. And we found out that Michelle buys past due food because it's cheaper. And so fish that's past due, I mean, they could smell it and everything. They knew it was bad. And that's, and yeah, you're not supposed to be able to smell fish. That's a, yeah. that's a bad sign. Um, and then somebody says, some things are hard to swallow, and I'm not talking about fish. That had to be sunglasses. Oh, that was sunglasses, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. sunglasses. Man, and yeah. And then the boys, evidently the... Um, teachers got to eat before the boys and the boys are out of control wanting their food they're lucky they didn't get it yeah and some of the teachers are like hey guys come down you really don't want what we've got here but you know boys will be boys so it's sunglasses senior you know the the uh, romantic triangle sunglasses senorita and michelle and are arguing like about michelle what... is a dick yeah he doesn't care what he's feeding. And he says he can't afford good fish. So Senorita says it's her money, then she's paying for everything. And when he attacks the boy, she can't stand it. I'd rather die than see him anymore. So this woman from Caracas, Venezuela, comes from money. So she is... This, the whole school is her. She's paying all of the bills. And she did not look um, especially Hispanic. Well, she, in real life, the actress Vera Clouseau is, was born in Brazil, Brazilian really? French. So I did see, but it, it's very interesting. I did see, she reminded me of um, Sandra Bullock. Not that like sand, but you could kind of see. I I believed it. Like I saw it, and I just thought it was interesting how because you know reading this cast book, she's the one with money, but because she's Venezuelan, um, and a woman, Female. she yeah she is subordinate to her. Her husband is running this whole thing, and she's just basically giving him the money to do it. And she's sick and frail, so that kind of adds to it. So she's kind right. of in an other in this world, just being used for her money and sick. So she's well, definitely she, a subordinate cast. Exactly. And when she says, I'd rather die than see him anymore, he says, die, my sweet, die quickly. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of love here. Dick. Sunglasses goes to par pack for the three-day weekend. Uh, it, wait, don't you think that, like, at this point, aren't you wondering about sunglasses? Because sunglasses is, like, tall, blonde, you know. Feisty. Feisty. And I'm just like, sunglasses. I know, I understand that this is 1955 uh, France and stuff, but I just, I just feel like you could do way better for yourself. Yeah, yeah I didn't buy that she was there. Yeah. Yeah, go up, go up the street a bit to Paris, I'm and like, you'll be did, just did fine. Did they destroy all the mirrors? Do you not know what you look like, girl? 
Well, then Michelle is saying to Senorita, it's a three-day honeymoon. And he grabs her and takes her out of frame. And you, you assume he has his way with her. No, well, he rapes her. Next scene, Senorita is dressing. Michelle is in bed and she slips out. And they have not a very private bedroom. It was really strange with those spindles that yeah. you could through. Yeah. She takes her suitcase. She goes to the garage calling for Nicole. Sunglasses. Not very quietly. <laughs> and clank, clank, Nicole. A huge basket. Oh, is that the, oh. the huge wicker basket? The huge wicker basket. Um, and I said, just right for a body. I okay. wondered if you, it seemed oddly familiar. I was like, did Ma have a huge wicker basket like that? Why is this? Like, I, I remember I, the huge wicker basket? I had this weird feeling of like, I know that basket kind of thing. And be, and like, did, was it something when I had when I was little? And because like of being like very confused by it. Because I'm like, how is this so big? It doesn't seem very sturdy. Did we have yeah. one? Yeah. In Germany, uh, um, we had it for our dirty clothes. Because... You made so many dirty clothes. When I was a we baby? Huh? This was, this was when I was a baby. Yeah. Oh, what weird. Yeah, I don't think... If it made it back from Germany, it was destroyed by the time it got back. So I don't know how you remember that. That's weird. <clears throat> okay. Um, the two women are taking the truck... Um, the, the headmaster says one of two men have to stay and watch the boys on detention so they don't get their three-day weekend. I have Bressier was talking about tomorrow. That was a dude. I don't know. Um, how he told Nicole he couldn't wait for his wife to die so they could take over the school. So that was one of the male teachers. Oh. Was telling somebody else that. Oh, I miss that. Okay. The um, the two women are driving to Nort. Yes. Maybe. Um, and they drive through the town. They stop at an apartment building and they bring in the basket. Now, this is where you go, okay, there's a there's gonna there's not a dead body in it at this time. No, but you're like, you know that there's gonna there's gonna be a dead body. And I gotta tell you, Wicker is not the most that's, see, that's what I was Structurally sound thing. Okay. Um, they meet the landlord. No, she's the landlord. She's they, the landlord upstairs. and she needs the rent from the people upstairs. Yes. Okay. Nicole makes a telephone call, gives the phone to Senorita. We need to, to separate, to divorce. So Senorita is now telling... Michelle, the headmaster, we need to separate. We need a divorce. And that's when we find out the school is my dowry and I'm taking it back. Well, he says, oh, no, you're not. I'm coming tomorrow to where you are. I'm going to be on the night train. <coughs> well, Sunglasses has gone out and bought a waterproof tablecloth. I didn't know they had them at that time. Plastics. And Johnny Walker Scotch. Scotch again. See, what, what have we said about Scotch? 
And we see her using the apothecary bottle with the eyedropper and putting stuff into said scotch bottle. And she says he'll sleep. And then Nicole is putting water in the bathtub. And Senorita's is going, she can't do it. She can't do it. Well, the best part is like she's got the, the scotch. And she's like, well, we got to open it because we can't make it look like it's... Like, this was just... All of a sudden, I was Nicole. I'm like, exactly. You got to at least crack it open and, and make it seem inconspicuous. And then... There, she was like gonna pour it down the dr- and she's like no what am i doing i'll just drink it yeah but disgusting she drank it out of the toothbrush holder where there were toothbrushes in there yeah and yes. we all know what's at the bottom of that. but again it is scotch so it probably only made it taste better and it is 1955 france they have drunk worse <laughs> okay um and then Sunglasses Nicole says the little ruin will get her revenge. Okay, Nicole is leaving. In a half hour, it will be over. Um, But Nicole is going up to the uh, couple's apartment upstairs to keep them away from the windows so that, or, or occupied, so that the little ruin, known as Senorita, can... You know, slip due to Mickey. And also to establish her alibi. So she gets, she's going upstairs. They're listening to a radio hour. And yeah. Right. She's taking care of herself. She's not taking care of Senorita. Then we hear footsteps. That was very Hitchcock-esque. The footsteps. Um, And so he shows up and... Uh, he says you're coming back with me and she says I'll come back after our divorce and she says I went to see a lawyer today and then she she can't keep it up she's too fragile too frail I lied but I really do want a divorce and then he's like trying to be extra nice he's trying to seduce her and she tells him you made me miserable and um, he sees the scotch and he takes some scotch and she stops him and she spills it all all over her all over him and he slaps her hard so she pours him more yeah because she's like all right then drink this bitch yeah why do i have the words throat shot written throat shot jeez they probably did a close-up shot of his throat Oh okay. My gosh. <gasps> yeah, shot not as in a shot of oh, booze, but the oh, good oh, one, Christine. I instantly started like getting angry and sweating and like instantly protecting my throat. <laughs> I don't want any throat shots. <laughs> and then he's going, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm dizzy, but pour me more. <laughs> but this Johnny Walker, man, keep it going. He goes, I don't want to sleep, and she pours out the rest of the scotch. And washes the, down the drain. That's what I was thinking. They needed to have put some of that scotch away so that people who actually drink this. Anyway, yeah, why are you on. poisoning the whole bottle? All right, and that's then, what I'm saying. You know what? This ties into something that I'll discuss later, but we're probably going to forget. But whatever. It's, and you're diluting the poison that you are putting in said bottle. Anyway, so she washes up. And Nicole is back to filling the bathtub again. It has been 41 minutes. I mean, okay. Guys, 
it's on Amazon Prime. This is your final warning. You thought we were joking before, but no, trust us. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, people of color count. I had one being uh, Senorita, but wait. Mm, yes. There was a there little was a boy. There was a child of color. Mm -hmm. Was there just one? Yes. Yeah. So that would be a two POC. He was a student. And we are to nerd alert. Well, also, though, at one point they do play like Indians. And I thought that that was very interesting because I'm like, oh, this is France. And then it kind of goes into, you know, the background and kind of what this whole show <laughs> podcast series is about. Um, the caste system that the, that the U.S. exported to all these countries. I mean, look at that. Because they're playing Indians. How do they know about cowboys and Indians? From the, mm -hmm. from the films that got exported. True. So all of that subservient uh, caste bullshit that we've gone over many times we're like how many people of color what are they in what are they what are their jobs what are they doing all that is getting exported to all these countries i am redoing our um our photo albums and aaron there is a problematic picture of you speaking of indians i'll have to take a picture and yeah send it. i know Might put it on social media you <laughs> i'm i'm canceled guys goodbye <laughs> Okay, so nerd alerts. Okay, I think we also should do a corrections because um, at some point when we were, oh, I think it was for Alpha V. No, maybe not. Something we, we were talking about Vichy France, and we kind of butchered that. We said that it was part of the resistance, and Vichy France was the French puppet government that was set up by the occupying Ouch. Nazis. Ooh. And that free France and the resistance. Those were the ones that were against. Right. So they were just called the resistance. Yeah. So I don't know what episode that was, but apologies. All right. So 1955, we have Marian Anderson was the first African-American to perform at the Metropolitan Opera House in New York City. I'll bet she still had to go out the back, in and out the back door. Yeah, this is 1955. Um, 1955, 60,000 non-white residents of Sophia Town, a suburb of Johannesburg, were forcibly evicted in apartheid South Africa. And the apartheid in South Africa was roughly from 1948 to the early 1990s. Um, so between 1960 and 1983, 3.5 million black Africans were removed from their homes and forced into segregated neighborhoods. And that was all part of the apartheid where the minority white population of South Africa imposed its brand of caste system. Mm -hmm. I was just like, damn. Um, Dwight D. Eisenhower sends the first advisors to Vietnam. So 1955. 55. Okay. Do either of you know the name Claudette Colvin? No. No. I didn't either, but I had heard probably within the year of her existence, but I did not know that this was her name. On March 2nd, 1955, 15-year-old 
Claudette Colvin was arrested in Montgomery, Alabama for refusing to give up her seat to a white woman on a crowded and segregated bus. This was nine months before Rosa Parks, who was the secretary of the local NAACP chapter and sparked the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott. Claudette Colvin was one of five plaintiffs in a federal court case filed by Fred Gray, who was a civil rights attorney. And that was my first chills because Fred Gray was this prominent civil rights attorney, but also Freddie Gray was a black man in Baltimore who was Mm -hmm. killed in the back of a police wagon. So I was like, oh my gosh. That case was Brower versus Gale. Ultimately, on December 20th, 1956, that court case desegregated Alabama buses. So Claudette Colvin, she was 15 years old. She was a student at Booker T. Washington. She was a member of the NAACP Youth Council, and Rosa Parks was her mentor. Oh. And this, this wasn't just a random kind of thing that she just decided to do this. It happened that that day she wrote a paper about how she had to take a drawing of her foot to go buy shoes because black people were not allowed to try on clothes or shoes. So you would have to take a brown paper bag or something and trace, outline the size of your foot to go and try to match it up for a shoe. Um, so at that time... She was sitting there, and then I think another pregnant girl, um, black young lady, was sitting on the bus, and it was a crowded bus. So they made the, they're like, you know, you have to get up. This white woman needs a seat. And so the bus driver stopped. He made them um, make room. So the pregnant girl, she went, and the woman, the white woman sat down. But Claudette also had to get down, have to, to move. And go back to the colored section because if a white person was sitting in the row, a black person couldn't sit also in the row because that would mean that they were equal. And in the caste system, the black people are the subordinate caste, so they're they're not they no, this doesn't compute, you have to go. And she was like she kept saying, It's my constitutional right. She was just like, it's my constitutional right. So why, do, why is it that we know Rosa Parks and we don't know Claudette Colvin? Well, she didn't have good hair. She didn't have good hair. She was not fair-skinned. She was a teenager. And soon after this, or about this time, she got pregnant. And so her mother said, just be quiet and let Rosa be the one. Because white people aren't going to bother Rosa. They like her. I mean, white people did bother Rosa, but... Not like... Well, they would have just totally dismissed her. Right. And then also, to furthermore that this was not a random act on Claudette Colvin's part, one of her classmates was a man by the name... Well, a boy, really, by the name of Jeremiah Reeves. He was her classmate. When he was 16, he was found having sex with a white woman. She claims that she was raped. He said it was consensual. In 1952, he was convicted. And in 1958, he was executed. And 
after and so like that was one of her classmates and she you know she saw that so she you have all of that adding up and she's just like no this is my constitutional right and she was 15 years old and wow. you know I mean, her mentor was Rosa Parks. And so they were just like, okay, she got like, they, you know, they came and they bailed her out and stuff. And they're like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And mm. that's, then, then that's the story that gets told. Oh, and, wow. We should know that part. Yeah. And so yeah. like, I had just recently had heard like, oh, Rosa Parks was the secretary and it, it was a better story and it was yeah. easy. It was, you know, better for that. And but I didn't know that her name was Claudette Colvin and she's still alive. She's in her eighties. She said that oh, wow. she was, she was not angry. She was just disappointed. And she, I thought, so there's this quote. I don't think there's room for any more icons. I think the history has room enough for certain, you know, how many icons can you choose? So, you know, I think you compare history. Like most historians say Columbus discovered America and it was already populated. They should say for European people, that is their discovery of the new world, which gave me goosebumps because today is what was formerly known as Columbus Day Columbus and is Day. now Indigenous Peoples Day. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then. So then I'm writing because it was Claudette Colvin, Ari Aurelia Brower, Susan McDonald and Mary Louise Smith. Those were the five plaintiffs in the case. And as I finished writing this, you know, tears welling in my eyes, I'm listening to my Spotify new release playlist, you know, for me, that's like, here's discover new music. And I hear this voice come on and I'm like, what the hell? And as I'm finished writing this stuff up, a new world coming by Nina Simone is playing oh on Spotify. God. And I was like, what the fuck, Nina Simone? Who got Simone from the woman in this movie? I can't make this up. Chills. Wow. Goosebumps. I got goosebumps. Well, that's my no nerd alert is Claudette Colvin. Well done. Oh. You also had one back in your um, particulars that you were saving? Um, That one will be... A tasty nugget? Yes. Okay. Teeny, nerd alerts? Uh, my nerd alert is about the title of the film. So I asked Blair, my, my French expert, um, what the, I said, does, uh, the movie Les Diaboliques translate to devilish? That's what I thought. And, um, she said, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling. She said, well, more like the diabolical ones or the evil ones. It's significant that there's an S and that it's lay, L-E-S. And um, she said, well, not, not, you know, she was like, no, this is not proven, but I'm thinking about it. Probably not intended, but di diabolique is an adjective that's both masculine and feminine in form. So while on the surface, it would be apt to say it's referring to women. It could very well refer to the man and the mistress. Yeah. Le diabolique oh. is the noun form, but still holds that it's ambiguous male, female. Is that the neuter? Like in German, it's das. Like they have der and d and das. I have no, I have no idea. I don't even know. Okay. 
Oh, that was good. Nice. Outstanding. Okay. Reheat a books. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a few negatives. Um, one is the treatment of women. Um, another is a woman with a heart condition has to lift this heavy ass basket <laughs> with, you know, like a wet human body in it. Yeah. Another was when Sunglasses Nicole is teaching her chemistry class. There's an open flame and there is boiling liquid and she lifts it right over the head of one of her students. Yeah, just, Nicole gives zero fucks. Zero fucks. And that thing you couldn't, it, it was a rounded bottom. She couldn't put it down anywhere if it got too heavy for her. Um, another one was the detective talking with the cigar in his mouth. Oh, Just that's your big it. problem with the detective? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then who hits, oh, um, Michelle hits the, hits a student, gets away with hitting a student. Yeah, there um, was a lot of, like, like, and didn't Nicole, like, slap a student, too? Probably. Yeah. Zero probably. fucks. Or sunglasses. She did, she did more than kick a student's chair, as it were. <laughs> Um, okay, other negative reheatables. The fish no, that yeah. they had to eat. Oh, God, yes. And her pigtail braids. Yes, I think that was an I, effort to make her look more Hispanic. I don't care. It I was like to it. make her look girlish, and that's how I always wore my hair. Not not pulled together at the end. No, because, well, when I had basketball games, and my hair was way shorter. I couldn't do the whole braids down my back thing. Well, to each their own, but it wasn't for me. <laughs> Agreed. True. Is that it? Your so, turn. Because uh, I, yeah. I got a bunch. All right. First, right off the bat, Amazon acting like it doesn't know everything about me, including that I do not speak French. So I had to physically put on the subtitles for this movie. I was very disappointed. All I have these... to physically put on the subtitles for anything I watch. I'm, I'm like Amazon. You know I don't speak French. All the this information, algorithms. I got to manually put on French on this French movie. Okay. Ooh, so that Karen. was, yeah, that was right off the bat. I was irritated. You're making all this money off of my personal information. What, Alexa doesn't know? Okay. Yes. The fish scene, although... And this is also problematic, but it did remind me of another famous scene in a film we have not done yet. What's love got to do with it? When Ike Turner tells LMA to eat <laughs> the cake. I kept thinking of too. <laughs> eat the cake. He's like, swallow the fish. I'm like, man, well, I'm done. This dude's a dick. Ike Turner Jr. over here. But I yep. guess he was before. Um, again, Ma, to piggyback on what you said, why do you pick the girl with the bad heart to help you carry out this murder that involves lifting a, a dead man in a wicker basket? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Um, then the murder, like, it's a ba bad reheatable because, you know, they... It's murder. Well, well it's that. murder, but then also I was, I was sitting there with my arms crossed like, mm -hmm, you know they're going to test 
the I guess they just don't test the water for the lungs because they will find out that the water in his lungs does not match the water that's in the pool. So, guys, what are it you even doing here? It was 1954, five. I know. Then the boy who, when she throws the keys and the keys go in the pool, the whole reason that she's throwing him the keys is to go get the pole to get the the wa the ball that fell in the pool out of the pool. So the boy jumps in, gets the keys, but he doesn't, doesn't get, the, get ball? the ball. I didn't even think of that until yeah. just now. <laughs> that's my this that, that's a second thing on my list that I'll get to later. Well, the fact that up. he jumped in that pool of nasty water was something too. Yeah. Okay. My next reheatable is actually an indictment of me because it's most of my reheatables because I was writing them down as I was watching the movie and then when the movie unfolds I'm like wow a lot of my reheatables are now bad reheatables like the water in the lungs kind of thing and, mm -hmm. and all of that and getting Miss Badheart to help with the murder I was like whoo the egg is on my face <laughs> so I had to put that in. I had to put a bad reheatable for myself um, oh, but this is a, let's, let's change the tone and be somber because this is a real life battery heatable. In real life, Vera Clouseau had a bad heart and five years after this movie was made, 1960, when she was 46, dies of a heart attack herself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's too I, bad. I wonder if it was dramatic as she acted it out to be. Yeah. I, I wondered that too. Oh. All right, let's get let's add more levity back to this. In the inspector, the inspector like just goes into her room when she's sleeping. What the fuck? Yeah, that's true. And then when she confesses to murder, he's like, "I don't believe you." And just pretty yeah. much the entire, like, he's an inspector and he's just hanging around at the morgue. Yeah, you he know, was, I feel like he was, he, you know, he was retired, so he was just looking for something to do. He was basically like an ambulance chaser. He's like, I'm going to hang out at the morgue and maybe, like, I'll come across a case. And then, and he was like real, oh, you don't have to pay me if you don't find anything out. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm in this cab. I'm going back to your school with you. And then she's sleeping. And then he's like, I'm just watching you sleep. He was mm. a creep, man. Mm -hmm. He was a creep. All right. Now, here we go. We've already mentioned the kid goes in with the, the, the ball. He doesn't get the ball back. There was something else that I mentioned. Listeners will remember, hopefully. This scene was a scene that really got me, really stuck in my craw. They're at the morgue. They're going because she's there to identify the body. They found a body at the river. So they go to the morgue. They open it up. It's chest length. They put the body all the way down six inches from the floor on a, a board that has I wheels. They roll, they roll it 10 feet to the end of the hallway, lift it back up to put it to a waist length. On a, on a slab that has wheels that was already there. I'm like, why would you, why wouldn't you have taken the waist length out so you put it and you go? And I ha now have like w what is becoming a, a new refrain of mine. This is your dominant cast? <laughs> this? 
This is the dominant cast. The kid goes in and gets the, the, the keys. The whole reason is he doesn't get the ball. This is your dominant cast. Right. Unbelievable. These are the superior people. This. Okay. Two positive reheatables. And if you haven't stopped to watch the movie, stop now. Because one of my positives is, okay, it's a negative and a positive. So on Sunglasses Mantle, she has a big-ass bronze statue of a lion or something. Oh, yeah. So they have, they have dude in the bathtub, and they're drowning him. She says, Senorita, go get that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with the bad heart, bad heart <laughs> has to go lug this thing because this was huge. But to think to put that on his chest so he stays under that water, that that was thinking. That was thinking. That was using what you have on hand. My other one is these women committed murder in their high-heeled pumps. (laughs) Yes, they did. Yes, they did. With a bad, I got a, somebody says that you got a bad heart. (laughs) I mean, you, you can't get me in heels anyway, but forget about it. <laughs> you wore heels to the wedding. I did for the wedding ceremony <laughs> for 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, and that and just the movie. The movie is, it is a good movie. I really liked Nicole's bathroom. She had a double sink. And our clawfoot tub was yeah, nice. That was a nice yes. tub. Yes. Um, and I would like my one of my good reheatables was for Amazon Prime for all of the options for their subtitles. You could pick the font and how big you wanted it oh. and what color you wanted it to be. Did you want it to be black, white, or yellow, or highlighted, or big or small? Not on my account. Wow. I know. I'd never seen that before. Uh, nor I. Hmm, I, I, guess I was, I was probably so happy I got subtitles. I was that... so salty that I had to find subtitles. Yeah. Karen. <laughs> that's not a, I, don't, I don't really think that's a Karen thing because it's... Um, I would be railing against the upper... It asked, seems like so. you're on your way to writing to the manager about it. Exactly. Exactly. Dear Mr. Bezos. <laughs> I would like to talk to your supervisor. <laughs> okay, Aaron, positive reheatables. Okay, you know, the music comes in, and we already said it. It plays for a little while, and then all of a sudden, these creepy kids join in. I was like, Lots ooh, this of, is unsettling. That's a lot of little boys. Um, at one point, Nicole is, or no, Christina is coughing, and Nicole, like, because she, they have to be quiet, so Nicole is, like, putting her, it just made me laugh, because just, you know, just the world we live in now, and also, because the way that she was doing it wasn't all, like, gentle, which is, one of those, I guess, if you rewatch the movie, you're like, aha, oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. Um, Christina has a great poolside faint. That, that was really good. She just, go, I love the, the faint where it goes up and back. It's, well, she, her name is Christina. 
just up and up and back. Um, the Prince of Wales suit. I, I know. I had never known that that's what that suit pattern was named. That it was the Prince of Wales. So it was named after Edward the Seventh, and it's a Glen check or Glen plaid, and it's very famous. Like James Bond is known for it, and also Pee Wee Herman. Oh, there you go. I'm like that's the Prince <laughs> of Wales suit. <laughs> but but then you're like, oh yeah, that is. Like I just uh-huh. like I'm that's I'm right. aware of the pattern and stuff, but I'm like, oh, that's what it's called, the Prince of Wales. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then like the bathtub scene, and my guy does. This is 1955 uh, eye prosthetic contacts, yeah, and it, it's just oh, oh, that's a painful. Oh scene. my gosh, the commitment! I was like, oh, diabolical. Um, yeah. when I taught first grade, there was another first grade teacher who had a little girl who was blind, and this is something you don't think about. But so she had glass eyes and you don't think about outgrowing them. <laughs> one day one yeah. popped out and rolled around. <laughs> I remember, I remember the late great actor Raul Julia was like on a tonight show. And it was, I think around the time of the Adams family. And he told this story about an eye popping out. And the only thing that I remember is that I was laughing so hard at this story of this eye popping out and the way that he told it. And so I, and I, I think of Raul Julio whenever I think like I thought of him with this and just because of that thing. And I, I remember howling. I was laughing. So like, couldn't breathe crying. Yeah, that that is true. Oh my gosh! I'm just it glad it didn't out. happen in my classroom. Because you can't, you have to pick it up. She can't see it. Right. You have to pick up the fake well, eye. Well, actually, there was she had she had on a, a tether a who helped her. No, no, Aaron, no, no, no. But she had um, a visually impaired. No, a teacher of visually impaired who was in there helping and so she's the one who and it was like oh it's no big deal it happens to me all the time so you know it reassured and luckily it was one of the teachers who was so laid back and very easygoing (sighs) because that makes behind my knees hurt i know i'm not gonna lie i'll just be like oh i need to find a new source of income because um okay Another my good reheatable is the balls of the upstairs neighbor. He got so angry that she was running a bath, and he was like, "I'm just gonna stay up because it's gonna I'm gonna fall asleep, and then when she lets the bathtub go, it's gonna wake me up again." Meanwhile, I don't believe that his wife ever paid the rent because when she comes, because when she first comes. She's like, oh, and she's like, I haven't seen you for a little bit. She's like, oh, I know I need to pay the rent and stuff. I'll be up later. And I don't think she ever shows up. So just the balls of this guy, like your landlady is beneath you and you are so angry at all the noise that she's making beneath you and you haven't even paid for rent. I was just like, I don't know, though, because we lived above our landlords. Oh, that's true. And they had some 
dogs that barked about five of them and if your dog barking can bother me yeah yeah that's that is a lot that is true and i also in that same apartment had a clawfoot tub that was very loud to drain and it was gorgeous it was gorgeous see i'm on the i'm on the bottom so i i feel the pain of the person on underneath being like what the hell are you clogging up there but also the person that lives above me is not my landlord so i just yeah we can never say anything about the noise exactly but this guy yeah the balls on him even more yeah that's Mm -hmm. true that's what i'm saying yep those are my good actually he kind of reminded aaron me of aaron having a rant (laughs) yeah i mean there's a there was a part of me that understood but there was also a part of me that was like my guy look at you you just think look this is the dominant cast yeah. Look at him. He he owes this woman money and still he is inconvenienced and he will let it be known. My gosh. We are to quotables and I did um, some in my setting of the table, but I do have another one. Um, you can fight if you want, but don't scream. That must have been sunglasses talking to senorita right sunglasses had to say that to somebody it sounds like a sunglasses or it could have been michelle talking yeah like when they're gonna have sex (laughs) you can fight but just don't scream exactly and that might have been it that might have been him when she bit him and then he went and had his way with her it could have been okay other people's quotables i forgot one of my reheatables oh go ahead okay was that they called their shoes clod hoppers. And I, yes. I used to get so mad. My dad would call my big boots clod hoppers. Ma says clod hoppers. Yeah, I don't, it, it, we heard that term when we were little. For, it was like a, a big shoe. Yeah, well, my, all of my shoes are big, so. Um, <laughs> quotables. I don't know who said this. Can you just have some pity on me and let me croak in peace? <laughs> Are you sure that you were just writing that while you were? <laughs> like that's just uh, not a Christine line. <laughs> um, and Nicole at one point said, "It doesn't always go the way you want it to. That's life." That's yeah, she life. was. She was a hard bitch. She yeah, was. she. It, it, uh, I want to know her backstory because I'm like, how do you how do you get? Well, to at there? seven, she gave up. <laughs> <laughs> worrying about hell so. yeah but that, honestly but that's if only some of us could have known that sooner i think that's all of mine all right well mine um this was from the, the bottle of scotch and she said some oh i think senorita says you should put water in it and i think sunglasses says that would be a waste because, and I think that we said it at exactly the same time I'm reading. We should put water in it. I'm like, that would be a wait. Oh, yeah, Nicole. No. Yeah. Do you know what I learned this week? What? what? It's just kind of a nerd alert all off of your thing. Um, Jonathan Van Ness has his podcast called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Mm-hmm. And he had a woman on there this week. Not this week, but just some week. Um, I was trying to figure out who she is, but she is a 
an expert on the history of drinking. Oh. Um, it's like an expert on ancient alcohol or drink ancient drinking or something. And I learned that the ancient Romans used to put water in all of their wine and only barbarians would drink wine that hadn't been watered down because they would get so drunk and, you know, do barbarian things. But the ancient Romans, they had to drink all day. They literally drank all day. So they would water down their wine so they wouldn't get too drunk so they could drink all day. I see... I, I never knew that before. It. I didn't either. I'm on the side of big surprise, the barbarians. Come on. I mean, let's same. go. Let's get it done. Yeah, let's drink our water yeah. when we're thirsty if, and then save the wine without the water for later. If I'm a right. barbarian, I'm coming in there and I, I'm tore up and I'm like, this is your dominant cast? <laughs> water? Is that going to well, be the quote that goes? The women with the... weren't really allowed to drink anyway, unless of course you were like, us, you know. Unbelievable. But... I, like Cleopatra, right? She got to drink. Her name is Dr. Sarah E. Bond, hmm. and she talked about ancient Egyptians who loved beer, ancient Greeks who drank, and ancient Romans. So give it a listen. It's pretty good. It sounds interesting. Nice. Um, Aaron oh, my quotables. Um, this, this, the guy. What is his name? Plant of you. I think he says, "Watch out, ma'am." That's the deep part where you are, because she was standing next to the deep part. Oh yeah. And Christina says, "There is no danger. I can swim." And then he says, "That don't mean a thing. It's always the ones who know." How they get drowned. The ones who can't don't go near the pool. And then Christina says, Plant of you, do you fantasize about drowning me? Because I'm standing here. I'm not running around with scissors. She didn't say the last part. I added that in. (laughs) I was like, I don't remember that. Because I was just like, this motherfucker, like she's just standing there and the pool had been. Well, maybe it hadn't been uh, drained by that, but she was li- like five feet back, literally just standing. And he's like, "Watch out, ma'am!" And she's like, "It's okay, I can swim." And he's like, "Well, it's always the, the just like this mansplaining motherfucker. Like I'm standing here." Yeah, yeah. They all really were looking out for her because they were worried about that. Weak yeah, heart and then I was. Am like, I the only one who didn't understand she had a heart problem? I just thought she was overreacting oh you yeah. might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> i was just like damn she's really can't handle anything i mean to to for in fairness it did take me a while to like, catch on a lot of wuss but yeah i had done the particulars beforehand and luckily like like I was very partic- particular in my particulars to only go oh. with the actors and stuff. So not to spoil anything, but I did know because I always got to click on the death tab for all the actors. And I was like, oh, she died at 46 of a heart thing. So then when she was all sickly, I was, I, that stuck in my head. Ordinarily, I would have been like, well, well, she's just a little pale. What, what, what's this guy doing? But wait. 
And then did she really have a heart problem? Are you talking about in real life or like no, in the movie? In the movie, the end of the movie leaves you well a little bit. And they had a tumultuous marriage in real life, which did make me wonder, like, dead of a heart attack at 46? What? Ooh, ouch. But I don't know. Um, oh, and then my final one is the creepy inspector one when he says, I was just looking at you when she wakes up and he's in her room in her yeah, weird wooden like whatever that room. is with the spindles all yeah, around it was really weird spindles for your privacy yeah okay lvp i don't understand this a lot but i guess if you look at the time period my lvp is murder versus divorce i think but, like that's even now Remember, what's right. his face, that Chris Watt guy? Yeah, but I guess back then, her dowry was the school. And so the only way she was going to get her dowry back was for him to die. No, she could have divorced him and got, I don't know. I don't, I know. don't understand what a dowry is. <laughs> you know, we were, walk we were walking to the train today, and I'm not big on talking in the morning sometimes, <laughs> so we don't. Tini, that is why you are my sister. Uh, yeah, I can't believe he is because he comes from us. We do. We are we don't, not. I mean, a... Me neither. Usually, we don't speak a lot in the morning, but we had Battle of the Podcast this morning, and mine won. <laughs> um, Michael Barbaro. Oh, the Daily. Yeah. Mm. This is the Daily. Um, but we were walking in the train, in the rain, to the train. And Adam just said, I have a question. How come she, Nicole, didn't just let the other lady divorce him? Yeah. Instead, and I said, well, because of the dowry. And then I was thinking about it, and I was like, they were going to go run off somewhere anyway. They didn't want to keep the school. Right, right. Yeah. So really the whole plot of the movie makes no sense. It, right. it really doesn't, because also <laughs> she had... Like, if she she owned that place that they had. So right. it wasn't Just exactly let her like, stay there. You guys quit the school and go yeah. live your own life. Exactly. I mean, maybe he had, like, insurance on her. But again, I don't understand what a dowry is. I always hear okay. about it. Well, because it never had anything to do with people who you know. A dowry was back in the day... No, I did never have a dowry. I mean, it, it was back in the day when, uh, because women, you know, I mean, you only come into a marriage with your skills so of being a housemaker. It was like the the male is the is the the upper caste person, and exactly. so then like in order, and, so then the guy is looking for women, and it's who, and so then the the fathers of yeah, the daughters, so the parent, their your parents would be like, oh. If you marry my daughter, you also get this 1967 Mustang. Oh, exactly. I see. Exactly. It's not, she's not enough. You also have to have some You're like sweetening the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I see. Exactly. So that's why she was like, well, my, this is my dowry. So you go, you divorce me. I'm like, I'm going to divorce you and this is mine. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, but then when they, when they were married. Dowry is the wealth transferred from the bride's family to the groom or his family. 
Oh. Sorry, we, we didn't offer much in that area. <laughs> uh, nor did I with um, with uh, Aaron's father. Well, it was just like, okay, I'll go in and buy the car. That's my dowry. <laughs> I'm going to the bank and some get your, cash of, your check cash. <laughs> in some parts of the world, disputes related to dowry sometimes result in acts of violence against women, including killings and asset attacks. Yeah. Is that where the honor killings come from? Probably. The custom of dowry is most common in cultures that are strongly patrilineal and that expect women to reside with or near their husband's family. They have long as oh my god! I just had a heart attack. Look <laughs> at that! She's got the you weak heart. Upset if I had to live near you? No, no, Christine. I know. Yeah, you need to. This has nothing to do with you. This is this is all Ma's deal. <laughs> Dowries have long histories in Europe, South Asia, Africa, and other parts of the world. Wow. Look yeah. At so, so you might have left out that you didn't have anything to offer. <laughs> Maybe the LVP of this is a dowry. Yeah. Yeah. Where are my LVPs? Is that what we're on? Yeah. We are on LVP. Is it my turn? Yes. It is indeed. My LVP is this bitch. What's her name? Nicole. Her name? Nicole or no. Christina? Christina, first of all, she was so loud when she was trying to sneak out of the room. I know. She said, and then oh, wait, she, she was sounded... so loud. Like, they're sneaking away, and she goes in there, and she was like, hey, Nicole, are you in here? <laughs> Who is that? But you're married to that man. Like, that's and, his move. <laughs> and then, how obvious could she be? When they got back, they had dumped the bot. I mean, okay. First of all, she's freaking out. She wasn't gonna. She wasn't like helping at all in any of these situations. Cause she, cause she had a bad heart, and she was like kind of Catholic, but not Catholic. You know, like kind of religious, but not religious. Like she kept breaking down when they were putting the body into the uh, pool. Like you've made it ninety nine percent of the way. Mm -hmm. Really? This and is then not, yeah. when she was teaching, just kept staring out the window. Yeah. Yeah. She had no game. No, no game. Which is very disappointing because you would think that a woman coming from Venezuela to France would would kind of be a little bit more worldly and kind of but like... I think she was just kind of like, I don't know. Sheltered She was and like childish. a wet handkerchief. Yeah, and I think that's what the braids were kind of meant to also, that she was girlish and... and well, that she was vulnerable. Yeah. Let's go vulnerable. Okay, we'll go Because she was awful with the with the scotch, too. Wanting to put water yeah. in it. She was yeah. a bit of a little wuss for me. She was a wuss. Yes. And you had to love Nicole, because she was the opposite mm -hmm. of the... I mean, I mean, Nicole, as a like a blonde teacher, I was kind of like, this would kind of be my mom in like in a French boarding school. Vibes. Oh, if only that's a lovely thought. I'm just Aaron. like, look at her. Okay, listeners, when you watch that, you think like, of me as being Nicole. Yeah, Simone Sornier or whatever. That's my ma. That's who I were casting. One of, one of France's all time best. That's right. <laughs> Well, my, I have an honorable mention LVP, 
And that is, I've already like hammered this dude, the inspector. He's my honorable mention. And then my, my real least valuable player in all of this is Christina's heart. I mean, yeah, I mean. come on. Like, seriously. But again, I say, but was it? Well, I don't, don't, don't step on my MVPs. Okay. MVP, MVP. I'm just going to say the ending. Okay, that's good. That's good. Christina. Christine. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you know? Wait, do you know that, TD, the entire time that you have been in my life, I am always, I have always mentally been like, hard stop. Christine, hard stop. <laughs> Christine, hard stop. <laughs> it's always, and that's why I love Teeny so much, because I don't have to think. It's like Teeny, hard stop. Right. <laughs> because because for the, the first couple of years, it was always like Teeny, hard it, stop. Is there an A? Isn't there an A? For the first couple of years, you yeah. didn't know. Well, no, we knew, but, we knew, we but I didn't trust myself. Mm-hmm. It's like heart stop. Heart stop. Okay. I don't think I've ever called her Christina. You have a point for you. I, d- mm-hmm. I did this time, and it was but because... But now she's going to be cree-cree. Cree-cree. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, only teeny to me. Well, my MVP... Oh, I'm not allowed to say it, I guess. Mine's the ending, too. Okay. But because... And I guess I'm not allowed to say it. No, we yeah. are. We gave we've so many spoiler alerts. Because, yeah. like, okay, we've already said it. And the thing at the end, we're all this for anybody else. We've given enough disclaimers. So we've many. Said. The whole time, like, you start to realize he's alive. Yeah. Or did you think it was a ghost? No, no, I never I thought it was a ghost. ghost. I thought he was... No, I never thought it was a ghost. Because I didn't I think... I thought he was alive. I thought that somebody had had like fished him out and they were in, there was like a blackmail thing no nah, I, I believe the little mm. boy all along oh okay look at me look at the sap i am i, I mean i guess i believe the blackmail thing but i was like how we saw him dead mm-hmm. right so the eye the, the eyes were my yes in the the, the yeah. thing that got me was the thing and then she put the tablecloth over the top, and it was dripping. I think it was because they slept. She wouldn't notice. She put the she had to put the tablecloth on top so that so when Christina went to pee, she could see that he was breathing. She couldn't right. see that he was alive. That's right. what I. But then, so you know, because I mean, I'm one of those kids that like fear worked big time on me, and when they explained to me, you do not fuck around with plastic over your head. I always listen to that. So I was, even when I watched this and they did, I I had to go back and rewatch it because they put the thing on and then she put the tablecloth on and I was kind of like, well, did he then like make a peep for the air? Because I wondered. It wasn't airtight. That was not airtight. That was not airtight. It was just a tablecloth. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. was, but it was a 1955 like plastic tablecloth, and I was like, those are hefty. They hadn't figured I out. Think of how much of like shriveled up his hands and. <laughs> I didn't think he would be so shriveled. 
his hands and his like again Mike Pence face. He probably you know, had some infections and some crevices. I hope sores. he did. I hope the penis fish got in him. <laughs> the penis fish from the France bathtub. <laughs> from the from the swimming pool. Oh yeah, when he got yeah, when he got poured in. Well, mine is the because we could continue on this. My um MVP is Christina. Uh, she might what? be the MVP. MVP? Because of the very end. When the yeah. little boy with the slingshot. He was yeah. like, who gave you the slingshot? And he was like, Christina gave it. The little and boy. the little boy was like, and, and the guy was like, well, we just took her body away today. And he and he goes away all mad because he was the one that saw like the perfect. He's like, I saw her. She gave it to me. Yeah, and I'm right. like, I forgot. Maybe she's faked her death. Yes. It, it just. Yes. I don't. It's one of those. Like so much of this movie does not fucking make sense that you can't automatically discount that she did it. Because but that's so what much... makes it so good. Yeah. Because you keep thinking about it. Now I'm thinking, I didn't think about this before, but your LVP might become an MVP because he knew all along a mistress is not going to help the wife. And so he knew all along what the deal was. Maybe he helped her then with that. Because that they, they went to jail like that. He was like, yeah, you're getting like 15 to 20. And now... Exactly. And then they're closing the school down and she can just go back to Venezuela and just be like, <laughs> bitches yeah. thought that He's I gonna... was, they, you thought that I was a subservient cast to you because I came from South America with my pale skin and my bad heart. You thought I really have the heart of a bull inside here representing Venezuela, Caracas, and she's just like living it up now. And then she like she invest- sold the chateau to Brad and Angelina. Yeah, and then she's just living off of oil futures. I mean, that's right. You know, that's it right. Does, it's not going well for her now, but who who I'm knows what her, her descendants invested well, in? Well, she's gone, so it's all okay. Recasting. I did one. <gasps> oh my God, listeners, this is a first. We're gonna go with yours first. I only did two people. That's okay. Um, Nicole and Christina. Cree, cree. And Nicole is, we'll start with Cree, cree. Christina is Olivia Newton-John and Nicole is Stockard Channing. (laughs) You know what? Yes. And I could not make John Travolta be no that mean maybe guy. Maybe the um you could have made yeah, the, he could be Michelle. He could. He could. Did you ever see Face Off? Ooh, that's he could, true. Yeah, he could be nasty. Yeah, he could be. Well done. Thank you. That is really good. Well, yeah, I did Stocker three. Channing would be such a fantastic Nicole. That is yeah. so. I mean, I don't even want to say mine now. What was her gonna. what was her name in Greece? Cause she like that Rizzo. is Yes. Rizzo. She was, was Rizzo. Rizzo. I yeah. know. Oh, that's really good. That is beautiful. Damn, good. you hit it out of the park your first time, girl. Yeah. Okay, I did Michelle and Cree Cree and Nicole. Mm-hmm. 
So my Cree Cree. Okay. First Cree Cree. Awful. I did Samira Wiley. She yes. plays Pusey. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching Wentworth. Okay. On Netflix, which is about a women's prison in Australia. You you, you love your women's prisons. <laughs> and Vivienne Aswaga uh, has just been in this um, this season. She is amazing. So she is um, okay. So either one of them could play that demure part. My Nicole is Taraji. okay and my michelle is michael mike coulter okay yeah that's pretty good Mm. because he can go either way he can go really you know like uh, and he was in that show evil and Mm. i think it's called evil and i know him from the good wife but i did think Lifting him in that wicker basket, that, that bottom of that Ooh, basket be was hard. going to come out. Yeah. That's why you need Taraji P. Henson. That's right. All She'd right. have it under control. Are you ready for mine? Yes. So the inspector, I the guy I wanted to, because sometimes I go, I go like, you know, all out, all time cast. But really? the guy that played the inspector reminded me, and I forgot to look up his name, but he was the actor that played the, the Grand Poobah. And like the original Law and Order in the early years, he was Adam. That was his character. He was the boss of Sam Waterston. He was in charge wait, of wait. like the district attorneys. Something W. Marshall. G. W. Marshall. No, um, but it was something. He, he he just looked exactly like the guy. But I'm I'm pretty sure that that guy has passed on. So instead, mm-hmm. I went with Sam Waterston as the inspector because I'm like. Okay. Hey. But anyway. Or Jimmy Durante. Jimmy Durante. Yeah, but I was wasn't like doing him. an all-time cast. I was okay. like, right now, what would I love to see? So for Michelle, I got, I've been watching Lovecraft Country. So I got Courtney B. Vance. Michelle, mm. head schoolmaster. is a dick. You could do, oh yeah. Right? And, and punishing those kids. No vacation for you. So then Christina... In mixing, mixing real life... With the arts, I'm like Angela Bassett as Christina, his wife with the heart condition. Because in real life they're married. Okay, I gotta, I gotta hear who you're. If you're, if she's Christina, who is your? You already Nicole? know. You already know, ma. Because you said it. Taraji P Henson. That's right. We were both. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? A Courtney B. Vance with Angela Bassett and Taraji P. Henson? Oh, let's remake it right now. The world (laughs) world couldn't handle that. No, it's true. Throw in Sam Waterston? (laughs) Get out here. Oh, I wish that, you know, people listened to us. But the 13 of you who do, much appreciated. We appreciate each one of you. Tasty Nuggets. I'm going to wait. I don't want to step on anybody. So, Christine, Tasty Nuggets. Um, just so we 
talked about this was a huge inspiration for Alfred Hitchcock. And I just saw things like just the similarities. Psycho had the shower scene. This had the bathtub scene. Mm -hmm. um, and then I didn't, I just saw this on one YouTube video, so I'm not sure it is. But it said that Clouseau beat at Hitchcock in buying this. Mm -hmm. Yes. This by a couple of hours. Hours. Not even days. Hours. It was yeah. hours. He optioned the screenplay and it prevented Hitchcock from making the film. Do you have any other tasty nuggets? Um, no. So he beat him out by hours. And remember how I told you that the the group, it was that duo, the very French sounding mm -hmm. name. So then this was my nerd alert from them. They ended up writing another uh, novel. I'm sure we'll find it when we do the movie. But they, yeah, it was another novel specifically for Hitchcock that he optioned and turned into Vertigo. Oh my god. They were the they were the duo. So he Pierre ended up getting Pierre? Yeah. The Bolilu and Narajic. Yeah, I didn't want you to have to do those last Yeah, names but again. you did. <laughs> so thanks. Um yeah, my tongue's not working well. So <laughs> that's yeah. the old GNT at work. It is it is a late evening and I'm at the After end of my double. Um, this was the 10th highest grossing film in France for the year that it was released. And in the um, descriptions, it lists horror. And I'm not a horror movie fan. I but I, I looked up horror and they just said that it's a film. This is very simplified. That it's a film that elicits fear from people. That's all that a I feel horror. like it's more suspense than horror. But it but it does elicit fear from people. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess that's like horror. Remember, like th like when we watched The Shining, we're like, this is like, what is horror? Because this was a yeah. horror film. So I think some of the suspense films that we like, if it elicits fear, it can be considered uh, agreed. Mm. In 1954, it won the Louis de Lue Prize. Which is best? Oh, yes. They have um, it's for France, so you know this is the oh, best. We know all of that. Really? Best, yeah, the best film of the year, and they do the best first film of the year, and they're like, "We are France. We just do the two. We are not Americans, giving out the awards everywhere." Um, but it won the 1955 New York Film Critics Award, mm. film, New York Film Critics Circle Awards, best foreign film, and the 1956 J. Edgar Poe awards for best film um robert blotch who was the author of psycho called this his favorite horror film hmm. yes so i do like horror um vera cluzo who played christina she was the one that read the book and was like henry georges you need to read this and so he read it through the night and optioned it the very next morning, hours before Hitchcock got to it. Hours. Hours. Um, in the book, mm -hmm. so insurance is a big motive for the crime in the book. But oh. that was switched out. Also, the gender was switched out. And the whole private school setting was invented by Henri Georges. Hmm. 
So the gender in the book, spoiler alert, they murder Christina. Like these are different names in the book, but Christina is the one that ends up getting murdered. And it's Nicole and Christina are in a lesbian relationship. Uh -huh. That's what I kept thinking. And it's, gonna it's the I did too. Yeah. I did too. And it's the husband that I don't know if in the book he has a weak heart, but it's that's how the double uh, cross uh, goes. I was like, this is gonna be perfect for National Coming Out Day. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it it, it, it and well, the, the book is so that's good. And the, in wherever I saw it, either Amazon or Wikipedia, they said that Henry didn't change it. Because, you know, it was 1955 and he didn't want it. I mean, I'm sure all of that was in it. But the main reason that they cite that it got changed was because his to give his wife a better part. Because if his wife was the one mm. that got fate killed, she would be out of the movie for most of the movie. So then that's mm. why they changed it to have it be the male so that his wife... And I mean, not really. She could have just been the other main woman. But she didn't have, like, because his she wife... She a bunch of excuses to me. She, yeah, but she wasn't very strong. Like, she wasn't married. He wasn't married to Meryl Streep. And he knew that he wasn't married to Meryl yeah, Streep. Yeah, I couldn't have seen her. So he, he knew that he had to put his wife in a position to succeed. So he was like, yeah. And that's why he put her with Simone, because... It sounds to me like it would have been the role where she wasn't ha didn't have to act for half of the movie, but... Yeah, but he he was like happy wife, happy life. So yeah. she needs a bigger part. And, I have a question. And he created her part in the, his previous film, Wages of Fear, and that was a success. So she was kind of like, you owe me. What's your question? When did the code come in? Well, the film, you know, you're talking the Haynes, like the Haynes Code, like the, the film code. code. Well, that was American. This is a French film. Oh, okay. Because you could see right through her nightgown. So I thought that was a bit risque. She just said, I don't know if you know, but this is a French film. <laughs> she, she did indeed. I did. I, I said, because I understand, like, because I thought that, like, you know, you're when you're running down that thought and then you have to be like, oh, wait, yeah, different strokes for different okay. folks. Okay. So I don't, well, was, I mean, it's yeah. still a good question because maybe that's the seven minutes that's not in the, the American cut, you know, because the, the yeah. French cut was like 114 and the Americans like I thought the American cut was longer. No. Well, no, the American cut is shorter. And I think it's oh. that they cut well, out. That might be. Yeah. They cut out any uh, lesbian innuendo from the two of yeah. them. They, the they, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, this film had a disclaimer at the end, not to give away spoilers. We did one of those before. Psycho. Psycho and the whole re like well, remember she copied it yeah when we did Psycho it was all like oh this French guy Clouseau made Le Diabolique oh, and okay. that was what oh. Hitchcock was that's why Hitchcock was like it's got to be in black and white I've got to do like this was the thing this was the film that Hitchcock saw and was like I gotta up my game get out of here to catch a thief because that came out in 55 and something else he did came out in 55. He's like, nah, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show yeah. all these motherfuckers who I am. It really was rotten fish. Yes. No. Because he, yeah. he was the a dick director. No. Yeah. So that their reactions were appropriate. And 
Um, was it Sunglasses or Senorita who the contract was you're being paid for eight weeks? Sunglasses. It was Simone. Yes. And even, and the and it went 16 weeks. Double. And she only got paid for eight weeks. Yes. And then she oh, was doing damn. a play that was going to be in rehearsal. So at one point she had to work all day on this film shoot. Crucible. Do rehearsals. Yeah, the Crucible. All night doing you know, rehearsals for the crucible and only getting whatever sleep she could and yeah. not getting paid like those eight that weeks. That was a dick move because yeah. she's such was... a dick. Okay. Uh, um, you have any more tasty nuggets? Oh yeah, I do. Um, this okay, so one of the children, I don't know which one, is actually uncredited and his name is Johnny Holiday, and he was the French Elvis. He was the one that was credited as bringing rock and roll to France, which I think is oh, hilarious. No. But yeah, like wow. apparently he was the guy. Okay. Um, Bravo. And then so more on the title, like the original title of this was going to be Le Vouvez. Apologies, Blair. It was going to be The Windows. That was the original title. Um. And they were like, that sounds boring. Can we, like, jazz up the title a bit? And so somebody came up with, not you know, the Le Diabolique. And that title was already being used for a collection of short stories by Barbre Diavulili. I've butchered that. But that author gave the title to this on one condition that the author's name have proper mention. And so that's why the quote at the start of the film is the quote. Because that's from the author of the short stories, Le Diabolique. And so they were like, all right, you want a quote? All right, give me, like, find me a quote. I'll put it up. There you go. Let me use it. So that was what I was talking about. Mm. Um, Nero... N-I-R-O-T, the town where sunglasses lived. I think it was Nort. Nort. That is Clouseau's hometown in real life. Okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, remember when we did Alphaville, how we were talking about the French New Wave directors and how they had a problem with all the people that came before them and they called it uh, the tradition of quality. So Clouseau is one of these guys that the, the Truffauts um, were railing against. And I came across this article on classic, classicartfilms.com. And this is, I think, Trevor Raff, Terrence Rafferty says this, that, uh, quote, revolutions are messy, as the French of all people should know. Guillotine. Some victims are innocent. Not every head that rolls deserves to. So this was like this came out in 55 and this was kind of revving up with the French New Wave. And so after and then also like by 1960, Clouseau's wife passed away and he was very sad about that. Um, And so like he was kind of going down on the decline because the French New Wave was like, what is this bullshit? You are just making movies out of books. We are going to shake things up. So he was... You're like, why are what are the other Clouseau movies? And it's kind of like, well, this was it's on the like other things are bubbling up. Um, 
Let's see. Okay, and then Vera, like they had Vera and Henri had a tumultuous marriage, and Henri demanded realism, so he really did give her rotten fish. Yeah. Vera was prone to bouts of depression, and yeah. you couple. So she was fragile. She yeah, she did have a, like you know heart condition, and she also had bouts of depression. And, you know, the whole thing with Simone. Um, Simone's wife was Yves Montan, who was, like, super famous French guy at the time. And he was actually in Clouseau's previous film, The Wages of Fear. And so that's how they met. And they were like, oh, we should do a movie together. Um, But then because, like I said, she had the eight weeks. And then it was doubled. And she wasn't getting paid. And then... You know, he's de- she has to deal with then the this guy's wife who has bouts of depression, and then their whole wife husband dynamic. Um, so it ended up that neither the director nor the two leading ladies were speaking to one another after Ooh, this bet. ended up mm. filming. Wow! And there were American versions made in 1974, Reflections of Murder with Tuesday Weld. John Hackett and uh, Jack McCoy himself, Sam Waterston, where it was oh. in it. There was a 1993 TV remake called House of Secrets with Melissa Gilbert. Oh, come on. And then there was a 1996 movie with Sharon Stone, Isabella Ajani, and Chaz Palminteri, and Kathy Bates was the detective in that. Oh. So... And, and those are my tasty nuggets. Well, if they listened to us with our recasting, it would have been amazing. Yeah, but, you know, they can, they, this is why we can't have nice things, America, because you have That's a cast right. system. So That's right. Okay, next week, I'm going totally out of my comfort zone. Oh, mm. no. Which okay. means... Are we going to get to guess? Which means it's a horror film. Texas Yay. Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> The Exorcist. It is, it is an eleven minutes over Teeny's max time. It's two hours and eleven minutes. Two hours and eleven minutes. No, one hour and eleven minutes. That is. <laughs> Wait, it's one hour and eleven minutes. That's so it short. Is... Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Christine. Is it? Is it a foreign film? It is not. One hour eleven is minutes. It... Is it Frankenstein? The original. That was what I was going to pick. Guess 1931 Frankenstein. How did you guess that? Because because I was literally going to pick. This was my movie that I had written down. I had this written down and I had Silence of the Lambs written down. But then we did Sorcerer and I watched it and I was doing the particulars. And that's when I came across Le Diabolique and how it rent you know, mentioned Psycho. Mm. And so, like, I was going to go with Frankenstein. That's crazy, Ma. Get out of my brain. I was going to go with The Mummy because I remember <laughs> The Mummy, Boris Karloff. But then I was looking early horror films. This isn't the earliest one. And they said the opening scene is quite disturbing. Ooh. Boris Karloff will play Frankenstein. And it's on Prime Video. I will rent it, and you can watch it on my Prime Video. I think, isn't Frankenstein, though, the doctor? And the 
it's the monster's monster, but everybody thinks the monster is Frankenstein, but oh, it's not. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But maybe you might be right. I could be. Boris Karloff is the but monster. But is Frankenstein really the monster, though? Yeah, there yeah, you see. go. Mm-hmm. So, 1931. Honey, 71 minutes no. next week. Oh, that's, I'm in. And it's on Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime, I will be renting it. Oh, you're renting it, or it's on Prime for Prime members? It is on Prime, but you have to rent it. It's not. It's not a just stream it. Got it. As was Le Diabolique. Diabolique. Okay, listeners. Keeping our October theme going. Spooky. Horror. It's a true horror film, and I don't. I, I can't wait to I see what you guys picks. might all be. Yeah, I, you guys might have to. I hope you'll watch what I pick. I'll watch anything. We will watch it because this yeah, is what you we have do. to. And just be, and, and then just call you in the middle of the night. Like I can't sleep. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Yeah. It's just me Especially here when I'm here by myself. It's just yeah. me. It's yeah. just me. <sighs> yeah, you better pick up Cree Cree. Cree Cree. Okay, listeners, we hope you like this. Really, I'm telling you, watch it. Well, I mean, you should have already watched it at this point. Shame on you if if shame on you if you just found us to be uh, so enticing you yeah, couldn't stop. You just couldn't hit when pause. That. But hey, it's still good, even if you know everything, because there's still stuff you don't know. <laughs> we didn't chat. <laughs> Okay, well, we didn't even tell you about the Nazis. We didn't. We didn't get into Nazism this week. But we'll pick it up next week. (laughs) Well, there you go. Bye.